Out of the Amplified. Ephesians 2.10 give clarity that we are his masterpiece created to the praise of his glory. Created to the praise of his glory. But we are in process. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God never told me I was going to go through what I've been through to get me where he wants me to be. Yes, sir. If he would have told me ahead of time, many of us would not have embarked on the journey. But some of us has come to the place in the process where you look back over. Now, 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 you can see that everything you've been through was necessary. And why I said, it was good for me. Some people quiet because they're not there yet. But but keep on holding on. Keep trusting him in the process. And at some point. 
you will look back with clarity. And you will see that he was there all the time. All the time. Yes, Somebody ought to give God some praise. I'm not preaching. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. Let's read our scripture. For we are his own handy work. With me, he got our hand, he got his hands on us, working us. He never takes his hands off of you once you are his. And though it may feel like it, it may seem like it. You are always in his hands. You got to know that. You are his workmanship. We created born again in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may be able to do the work which God had predestined. Because without being born again, you can't do the works. It's the Holy Spirit in us who works through us and in us to do what he has called us to do. Listen, it's not about doing, it's about being. Once you are being, then you can do. Think about it. Plan beforehand for us, taking path journeys which he prepared ahead of time. Listen, as long as you are walking in your purpose, on purpose, everything that comes your way has already been orchestrated by God, even the trouble. So I said, so if it's orchestrated by God and God allowed it, then my trouble must be good for me. Because it's working deep something in me that I can't see yet. Talk to your neighbor. Say, he's preparing me for something that I can't handle right now. Hallelujah. He got purpose. He got a plan. And all this trouble is preparing you for what he has for you. You have to believe in the sovereignty of God. That he is in control even when you can't see him and can't trust his, and can't trace his hand. Yes, sir. Let me read on. What's this, what's this, what's this, what's this? So, so that we should walk in. He has given us the power, the strength, the wisdom, the know-how to take the very next step. Talk to your neighbor and say, take, take the very, the very next, next step. That's all God wants. Listen, he has given you everything you need to take the very next step. In your journey, you will have everything you need to take the very next step. Don't worry about step two and three. Just take the very next we make things harder than what it's supposed to be. Take the very. <laughs> Living, my sis, 
The good life, the good life is not us doing good. The good life is that Christ is being manifest in you and I. That the, that the presence, that the character of Christ yes. is showing up yes. Yes. even when we don't want it to. Yes. It's on display yes. when it hurts. Yes. Yes. It's loving folks that's getting on your last nerves. Yes. It's when you got to bite your tongue. It's when you got to shut up and take it. It's when God said, if you're going to fight it, I'm not going to fight it. So you choose who's going to fight it. Not your battle, but if you want the devil to kick your butt, go ahead. about living a life that is unexplainable because you're walking in the supernatural power of Christ. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. It's when people look at you and don't understand you, but they know that you've been with Jesus. This is sacrificial living. Can we sacrifice what we want for what he wants, for what we want to be to what he is calling us to be? Yes, sir. Which he prearranged and he already made ready for us to live it and be it. Turn your to your neighbor and say, it's already done. You just got to trust him. You just got to trust him. Okay, sermon over now. Just <laughs> Lord, even now. Lord, even now. Lord, even now. You'll be glorified, you'll be exalted, you'll be lifted up, even now. Trusting God in the process. When we make Christianity about everything else except from what it is supposed to be. Um, sometimes church is the worst place you can be because you can become religious Amen. and not have relationship. We, we can do the right things and our hearts be far from him. I'm going to say this and you may not like it, but I'm going to say it anyway because I know it's true. God, 
test our hearts. Listen, not for him to know where we're at, but for us to know where we are. He has to test our hearts in order for us to be real. We don't even know what real is. <laughs> we don't know who we are. And, and, and we look at the world, but wait a minute, the world is in deception. They're in darkness. Four o'clock this morning. I'm not going to tell you what I saw. All I know is that a club was letting out, and I had to zigzag through the street. Hundreds of people, and what was going on in front of everybody was a display of how dark. Then he had to stop. Because the streets was loaded and I hear cheering and all this and I'm seeing this display and I'm saying, Lord, what does this mean? And God said, we have lost our way. So darkness is our covering. We are now covering ourselves with our sins and saying, this is us. It's the same as Adam Eve. They took the leaf from the tree they sinned with and made that their identity. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about... Religion can be your covering. You can't be religious without, without having a, a deep relationship with God, but you're in church every Sunday. You know the proper thing to say, the proper thing to do, but, but you, you're not walking it out. So wonder God got to test us. So wonder the process is so hard. I, I realize now, I realize in the song you sing is so true that that, that going through, we wonder why the test. But the test is because our hearts. Are we walking in? Are, are we walking in the fallen heart or, or the spiritual heart? Are, are, are we walking in the character of, of, of God or in our own nature? And I hate to say this, but it's like peeling a banana that got layer after layer after layer. Is God peeling you and you fighting it? Is God trying to pull away all the layers of covering to get to the core of you? Because the heart of the matter is the matter of our hearts. 
And until God really have our hearts, he really don't have us the way he want us. But how, I, how, how do I know he has my heart? The last time, when the last time you got convicted because of your gossiping? When the last time you said something or about to say something, conviction hits you because you know that wasn't Christ-like. Hold on, I'm not even talking about what you do. It's what we... Because James says the hardest thing to control is our mouth. Is the tongue. Lord, I'm learning. You know, there are different cuts of steaks. There's the, there's the, the filet. There's the, uh, I forgot that round one that's so tender. I never had it before, so I don't know it. It's what I say, say it's the best. Some of y'all know, huh, say it again? Filet mignon. Even it sound good. It sound tender. I hate to tell us we not that. <laughs> we 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 the sirloin or or something less than that. Where okay, how long you cook it? It's still tough. You know, it, it would make your false teeth fall out. Try to, matter of fact, you have to marinate this thing for a couple of days before it gets. Oh, oh. Y'all laughing? <laughs> I'm glad y'all laughing. Here comes the boomerang. That's us. That's me, that's you. I'm far enough in the process that the things I cried about two years ago, I'm now able to say thank you. Let me explain. Joseph, as we look at Joseph and his trial and tribulation, his brothers in Genesis have sold him in slavery, and here he is for no fault of his own. He is a slave to, to, to the dead guy that, that, that is in, 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 in charge of the prison, and then, then, then he get lied on. Always know that Satan is always going to push you down. Yes, it was Satan who moved upon the brothers. Yes, it was Satan that, that moved upon Potiphar's wife. Yes, it was Satan that put Joseph in jail. But it was God processing him all the time. Listen, listen, listen. Your trouble is putting you in position to be used by God. Oh, Oh, sometimes God can't use you until you've been through hell and back. And watch this. If you trust God in hell, he will bring you back. 
Tom Stanley said this the other day, and I agree with him. He said his, his grandfather was a preacher. He said he didn't see his grandfather too much, but his grandfather said something that impressed him that his whole ministry been built off of. And when he said it, I said, that's it. He said his grandfather said to him, he said, son, if God tells you to run towards that wall, Run with all your might, believing that God's going to blow a hole in it before you get there. He says, son, he said, be obedient to God, regardless of whatever, and leave the results to him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't shake your head so quickly. Because being obedient to God is hard. And I believe the only way you can be obedient to God is because you know his heart towards you. You know he loves you. You have spent enough time with him that you trust his heart. You, you can't be obedient if you don't know his heart. And life and Satan is doing everything it can to make us doubt God's heart. The first lie in Genesis chapter 3 is Satan making Adam and Eve doubt his heart. You can come to Sunday school, come to church, and still doubt the heart of God because life has not been what you thought it should be. Come on, we all been there. I, I know, I know, I, I know we get dressed up and look so good on Sunday, but it doesn't show our hearts. So wonder there's a lack of fire. So wonder there's a lack of praise. So wonder we are never moved because we are not seeing the head of God, we're seeing the trouble we've been through. And when you have seen the trouble you've been through, instead of seeing the hand of God, it's hard for these old bones to praise him. My brothers and sisters, are we trusting God in the process, knowing that the process is not the end of things, but God has something better when he brings us through the process? He said, he said, he says, he says, he says, he says in James, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Hold on, hold on, count it all joy when you go through, through, through Darius persecution and trial. He said, kind of, he said don't, don't kind of joy for, for what you're going through, but no, it's producing perseverance. We, we was in Romans chapter 5, and he said that, that what we go through is producing in us the fire of testing, the fire of trouble is making you better if you trust God in it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
We have a responsibility of how we respond to God in trouble. Listen, if we don't trust God in the trouble, then we just went through hell for nothing. He says that about the, the children of Israel in Hebrew chapter 4. He said, after all they've been through, after all that I did for them in Egypt, bringing them out, they didn't trust me to take them into the promised land. And because what they've been through didn't, watch it, profit them. Huh? What are you saying, God? He said, after all I did, after the way I did it, they saw the trouble and didn't see me. So when I was going to take them to their next miracle, they didn't have the faith to trust me to go do it. How many of us are sitting down on God? We won't do it. We're not going. And, said, and nobody know it. Just us. Just us. But our attitude, our language, our speech, our heart says we have really sat down on God because life has not been what we said it was supposed to be. I, 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 hope, I hope you'll put that away. Because who said it was going to be what you thought it was going to be? I don't know about you. I have, God has given me some promises, and I went ahead and added. <laughs> you know, since my fact, he, he showed me the end. And I started filling in the rest of it. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I got mad at God because he didn't fill it in the way I felt it in. And then God had to have a conversation with me, said, who told you? I didn't, where you get that from? I didn't say I was going that way. You said I was going that way. But I didn't ask for your opinion. I didn't ask for your counseling. I didn't ask for your wisdom. Tracy, I got this. All I need you to do is trust me. I know I'm speaking to some folks. Because you know why I know I'm speaking to some folks? Because if you are a real child of God, God's going to put you in the fire. If you're a real child of God, the most important seed that you got in you is your seed of faith. And your faith has to grow. And if, and if you're going to be anything for the kingdom of God, it's by your faith. 
God only gave you seed faith, which means in order for it to get fruit, there has to be pressure that is applied to our life so God can bring out of us what he put in us. You don't learn God, see God on the mountaintop experience. You really get to know him when you know you need him. <laughs> oh, I know I need him. No, you don't. No, 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 no. You said that too flippantly. <laughs> you, you know you need him when smoke is still coming off of you from the fire. <laughs> you, you know you need him when your clothes are still wet from the water. <laughs> you know you need him when he has become your best friend because all you have is him. You know you need him when you quit expecting from people. And you realize that God is your source, your resource, your... Romans says that, Romans 5 tells us that, 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 that perseverance is, is unwavering, fortified. It, is, it, it, it develops maturity of character, which means, listen, with every test, Satan brings a temptation. Guarantee. Guarantee. He, he brings about temptation. Next verse up. Next verse up. He, he brings, why? Because he knows the best time to, to tempt us is when we're being tested. Y'all got me. He, Satan will offer his way of escape, which is not a way of escape. It's chocolate with suicide, with, with cyanide in it. Prayer for God to remove the pressure, and God said, I'm trying to remove the layers. You know, it, it, it is amazing how, how we can see other people. Here David is, and David is talking about Nathan the Kento. He said, the man that stole that other man's sheep, he's going to pay it back. And, and he's going to, and Nathan pointed his cricket finger. David said, David, you are the, <laughs> you. Are you upset because he stole the sheep? And you stole a man's wife and had him killed. And you is in your righteous anger because you don't see yourself. <laughs> when we get quiet before him, when we begin to let him take over, 
How you know, how, how you know, preacher, I know I gotta hurry up. How, how you know that it's working? When you start to be able to have joy, yeah. praise, and thanksgiving when things haven't changed. It's when the trouble has made you spend enough time with God that God starts stirring up the pot of your spirit. And all of a sudden, you find yourself not complaining, but praising. I'm not saying you may not complain sometimes, but, but most of the time, you're just his presence. You know, know what God wants to do with each and every one of us? He wants you to see that what you have on the inside is greater than what you got on the outside. But many times, he has to take away what we're depending on on the outside in order to get us to be for real on the inside. Do you recognize you got the presence of the Holy Spirit in you? Do you recognize that there's a joy on the inside that the world can't give it and the world can't take it away? Did you know that the peace of God is real? When you going through hell and high water, there's a peace that defies understanding. Folks would think you ought to be pulling out your hair and there's a joy there's a peace. You could be crying and say, I'm satisfied with Jesus. The most precious thing we have is our walk with Christ. And until we really come to an experience with the living God and see that with him for ourselves, we're going to be chasing all the rabbits. Singing, preaching, doing church work, Still chasing rabbits. <laughs> you know what? And when God, when you see him, he shows you yourself, which all of a sudden you quit being so critical of everybody else because you realize you ain't all that either. Oh, shut your mouth. When God, when God shows you your heart, our heart, he said, he said the human heart is more deceitful, more wicked above everything else. Then he turns around and said, who can know it? He said, you don't know your heart. But you don't see that. Until you see his heart. It's, he made us for himself. He made us to have relationship with him. Eve and Adam knew that in chapter 2. But in chapter 3, 
They were deceived. And the deception has become universal, has become where, where, where all of us is, is gripped in lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, and it keeps us from seeing our maker, our creator, our shepherd. That's why David later on in his life says that the Lord is my shepherd. Joseph, after 13 years, when God raised him up, he said, he named his son, he said, Manasseh and Ephraim, he said, God has eclipsed my sorrow. He says, he said, he said of the other son, he said, he has blessed me in my affliction. Which is said, without my affliction, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have what I have. I wouldn't be able to do what I do. In Genesis 50, I think it's 50, 50, it's 50. He says this, his brother, his father had died and the brothers have come to him. And they are crying and saying, we will be your slave because we fear you. We know what we did was wrong. Now watch this. Joseph is looking back, and this is what he says. Then we threw. He says, you meant it unto me for evil, but God meant it unto me for good. Then he goes farther than that. He said, if it wasn't for me going ahead of you, you would have died in the phantom. But God lifted me so I could save you, your children, and the future na nation of Israel so the Messiah could be born unto the world. What you thought was a small thing was a big thing. He said Abraham played his part by leaving home and going where God told him to go. Isaac played his part by trusting God when he didn't understand. And even trickster Jacob got his act together and became Israel and we became a tribe. He said, but now we're going to stay in Egypt till God gets ready to bring us out. And when he bring us out, we're gonna be a nation. So what you thought was evil to hurt me, God was walking it out all the time. Is there anybody trusting God? Is there anybody that recognize, regardless what other folks say or do, if you keep your eyes on God, and trust him and be obedient. Wait on him till God gets finished with it. Cause in the midst of the storm, he's working on you. And watch this, he will, he will, he will deliver you one way or another. God will work it out for your good. Talk to your neighbor, he's working it out. Thank you.
He's up to something. He's for my good. He's for my blessing. Matter of fact, it says this. He said, while you are chasing me, the blessing that I have for you is chasing you. So you don't look back. You don't look to the side. You stay the course. You keep your eyes on him. If you fall down, get back up. Commit it all over again. And if things get harder, you lean in harder. You praise harder. You lift up holy hands harder. You thank him harder. Shame the devil and give God more praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the devil says you're going to curse him, start praising him. Make the devil realize don't mess with her. Don't mess with him. Because the more you mess with them, the more they're going to praise their God. Hallelujah. 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 Wait on it and see when God step in. Right. 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 Right, 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 right. Listen, not our time, but his time. Joseph now is saying, I'm so glad I trusted him. I didn't see it at first. I didn't understand it at first. It didn't make sense to me at first. But I trusted his character when I couldn't see his hands. And now that I see his hands, he worked everything together to deal that are called to his purpose, to them that love him. He works it all out that you may see the glory of God in your life. That's what your life, our life, is really all about. And when you see him more and more and more, it begins to make holy sense. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Holy sense. To those that are listening, I hope you know Jesus. I hope that you know him for yourself. People are dying younger and younger. And the first question I ask, did they know Jesus? Did they know him as their savior? Because that's the most important question about life. 